Welcome back to the Teen Challenger Southern California podcast. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about a 24-7 prayer and help referral line that Teen Challenger Southern California just launched. No matter what your need is, if you're anxious or worried or stressed, you can call anytime, any day, and a Teen Challenge staff member is there to pray with you. The number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that number is 888-520-0620. We're so glad that you've chosen our podcast today. We know that there's thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to, and you've chosen to listen to ours, and we thank you for that. Up next in this series are the brand new sessions, fresh off the press from our very first Spiritual Emphasis Online. Normally, this is an event that Teen Challenger Southern California hosts yearly at our headquarters in Riverside, where all of our staff and students gather under a tent for three or four days of powerful worship and teaching. But because of what's going on in our world right now, we decided to take the event online and make it a completely virtual event. And what a week it was. We invited the Teen Challenge Centers from around the globe to participate with us. And it was just such a spirit-filled, powerful, life-changing week. We had messages from Don Wilkerson, Jim Cimbala, Nikki Cruz, Gary Wilkerson, and many, many more. Lives were changed forever. Today, you're gonna be blessed by a message from Portia Sumner from Encounter Church. As you listen to these sessions, our prayer is that you would sense God's presence, that you would hear His voice, and most of all, we hope that you're encouraged in the Lord today through these podcasts. Remember to subscribe today to our podcast if you haven't already done it. Be encouraged today. Praise the Lord, our Teen Challenge friends and family. I'm excited to be able to speak to you today. We so love you, Dr. Ron Brown and Demetra. We miss you so much. And I want to send greetings from my husband, Pastor Stephen Sumner, and from Encounter Church, who prays for you often. We believe in the destiny of God on your lives. I want to begin today and talk to you about the peace of God found in our theme scripture. But before I do that, I want to lay a background of what was going on. We find in Acts chapter 10 that Cornelius was a centurion. He was not a Jew, and he loved God. He was a man that walked uprightly before God. He had earned the respect of all the Jews because of his generosity and the way that he treated people. He gave alms to the poor. And because of this, an angel came and said to him, Cornelius, your prayers are heard. And it is a memorial in heaven of your prayers. And so what he was saying was, Cornelius, you have the attention of heaven. And he told Cornelius what to do. He said, Cornelius, send some men to go to Joppa. Uh, you will find a man that is named Simon, who is by a river, who lives by a river. And inside his house is a man named Peter, who used to be called Simon, but now is called Peter. It's something how God changes our name and our nature. Thank God. And I want you to take Peter at, to your house, and he has some instructions for you. So the next day, Peter is up. He's on the rooftop, and he's praying, and he also uh, sees a vision. He falls into a trance, the, the scripture says, and he sees this blanket 
And on this blanket were all of these different animals. You see, at that time, the Jews, they did not eat meat. They were vegetarians. So at this time, he sees all these animals, and he hears this voice that says, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. So Peter says, by no means am I going to do that, Lord. I have never eaten anything uh, common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time. What God has made clean, do not call common. So three times, three times Peter heard the voice. Do not call what God has called clean, common. So while Peter was thinking about this vision, what could this possibly mean? The men that was sit, sent by Cornelius was at his door. And God speaks to Peter and says, there's some men looking for you. Don't even hesitate, just go with them. And so Peter sees them and they're telling them all these wonderful things about Cornelius and asking him, Peter, will you go with us? And so Peter goes and Peter sees these, these uh, men and all these people, and he says, you know, I know that it's unlawful. It's unlawful for me, a Jew, to be seen with anyone else or go and speak to anyone else in their house that is of another nation. But God has told me not to call uh, common and unclean what he has said is. And so when... Cornelius sees Peter, you know, he's so excited about Peter being there. He just falls down and he starts worshiping Peter. And uh, Peter's like, hey, get up. I'm just a man. You know, a lot of times we can make a mistake in worshiping people and having our eyes on people. And God has said, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Because we can mess up and, and uh, you know, basically fall because we say, hey, you know what? This person is so wonderful. But God says, no, worship me. Get your eyes on me. So Peter says, Peter uh, says to the crowd that's gathered, to Cornelius, we are all here in the presence of God that you have been commanded by the Lord. So Peter says in verse 34, he says, so Peter opened his mouth and said, truly, I understand that God shows no partiality. Come on, we can praise God for that. We can thank God for that that he does not discriminate. Oh, well, this person has more money or this person is better looking or this person never made a mistake. No, he doesn't show any partiality. And it says in verse 35, but in every nation, anyone who fears him, you know, the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of it all is the fear of the Lord. The beginning of a relationship with God is the fear of the Lord. He says, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. So in verse 36 is our theme verse. It says, ask for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. I want to stop there, pause there for a minute. Ask for the word. See, Jesus is the word made flesh, according to John chapter 1. He is the word made flesh that dwelt among us. If we can understand 
who Jesus is and that he's coming to us today to give us some good news of peace. What is this peace through Jesus Christ that we all can obtain? It's not just for one person or the people that do everything perfect. It's for all of us. So Peter goes on and he's talking about Jesus, how anointed Jesus was, how wonderful he was because he healed people, all of those that were oppressed of the devil. He delivered them and set them free. And he goes on to talk about Jesus, how he died for our sins and how they hung him on this tree. But on the third day, Jesus rose again. You know, people tell me a lot of times, they say, you know, Pastor Portia, you know, what about Buddha? You know, he was a good person. Well, what about Elijah Muhammad? Well, what about this person or that person? I say, but all them people are dead. We serve a living God. Jesus was the only one who rose from the dead, amen? So he goes on, Peter, and he's talking about Jesus, and he commanded us to preach, he says, what Jesus commanded us to do and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judged of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets, prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness. Everyone who believes in him receives for forgiveness. I was preaching uh, in Los Angeles uh, at a time and I prophetically had called this man out of the crowd and I told him that God forgives him, that he needs to forgive himself. And so he looked at me and with tears rolling down his eyes and he says, you know, I hear what you're saying, but God, I just can't forgive myself for what I've done. And then he goes on to tell me how he, how he uh, talked to his mother so bad and cussed his mother out and, and uh, said she hope, he hoped she died and she died that night and how his whole family was against him. And I said, you know what, brother? I said, I hear you, but love keeps no record of wrong, that God will forgive you for even that. So it says to anyone, Anyone that believes him, anyone who fears him, anyone who he will forgive you of any of your sins. So while Peter is talking to them, while Peter is telling us about this wonderful Jesus and who he is and, and how he died for their sins, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit fell upon them and they began to speak in tongues. And the power of the Holy Ghost was evident right there. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to fill us with the Holy Spirit again. And um, in Acts chapter 10, verse 36, let's just look at it one more time, our theme scripture, before I dive into this. It says, ask for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace, peace through Jesus Christ. So I want to look at this peace for a minute. The good news of peace that is found in Jesus Christ. The unseen power of a by-faith life. See, these men, Cornelius and Peter, they had an unseen power with them. The disciples had an unseen power because they lived by faith. They did not, now Peter wasn't always that way, you know, about Peter, how he denied Christ three times. And, and I, I believe it's because Peter didn't know how to die. 
He never had an example of how to die to himself. But when he saw Jesus do it, Peter, again, God forgave him. He turned around, became a mighty, God, mighty man of God. And you can see in the chapter before, in uh, chapter 9, that Peter was even raising the dead. So here it was, Peter, a man of God that had learned how to communicate with God. Uh, God was mightily using. So the unseen power of a by-faith life is a contented soul, is a soul that, is, that has the peace of God. So we see that Cornelius, he had the faith of God. He treated people good. He prayed a lot. Come on. Come on, both men prayed a lot. And that's why when you are, you're taught here how to pray and you're taught here how to read the word of God because it has a purpose, amen. So a contented soul, a life that is controlled more by an inter assurance rather than being dominated by a high anxiety, fear, and worry. Um, I did not say that you would not have worry or experience fear. I said you would not be dominated by it. So the Bible calls it a peace that passes all understanding. I'm talking to you about that inner peace that is found through Jesus Christ that you will receive right now. I believe you can receive it right now in faith. So we need this inner peace that guides us rather than being driven by panic. Tell the person next to you, don't panic, trust God. So the question that has to be answered is how. How does a person develop this inner peace? Where does it come from? Paul tells us in chapter 4 of Philippians, chapter 12, he says, in verse 12 of chapter 4, he says, in talking about this inner peace found through Jesus Christ, he says, I have been in trouble and I have had plenty, but I have learned. Tell somebody, we got to keep learning. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. He did not say being content with because there should be some things that we are discontented with. Some of us have relationships with people that we should be discontented with. But he's, he's saying, whatever I wake up in, I have discovered how to be content. I want you to understand that the Apostle Paul, while he's writing this, is not writing from Disneyland or an ivory tower. The Apostle Paul is writing from death row in prison, but he has, has this contentment, this peace that passes all understanding. He has a contented soul. So let's go to David in Psalms 27. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? See, he has reason to be afraid. He's the king. He has enemies coming and going. But listen to what he says. He says, he says, when my enemies come against me. So it's a surety that we're going to have issues. We're going to have circumstances come against us. He did not say if, because it's a certainty it's going to happen. But he says, when my enemies 
come against me, when the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. That's peace in the midst of pieces. Come on. Do you want it? It says, though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war breaks out against me, even then will I be confident. Where is that confidence coming from that he has? It's coming from a peace through Jesus Christ. It's coming from a contented soul. So how? How, Pastor Portia, can I get this? I hear what you're saying and I want it. Are you ready? I'm about to tell you. Happenings are the events in your life. Happenings are the relationships in your life. Happenings are the job and the health stuff in your life. So what he's saying here, he says, number one, what I want you to do in order to have this contented soul, in order to have this peace, is never tie your happenings with your happiness. Because if your happiness is tied to your happenings, you're going to wake up one day and your sweetheart is going to get bitter. Your, uh, your children may act a certain way that you thought, may, maybe if I just had this one thing, I would be happy. But if you tie that to that and it doesn't work out, it's going to come unglued. You can lose your friends. You can lose your family. So don't tie your happiness to that. In Psalms 27, let's do it again. It says, one thing I ask of the Lord, this one thing do I seek more than anything else, to dwell in the house. See that word house there is translated face, which we're going to get to, the presence of the Lord. All the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him or inquire of him in his temple. So the first thing you got to do is not tie your happenings to your happiness. The next thing you got to do is you got to clarify your one thing. In Psalm 27 and 4, what we just read about the one thing that I seek. See, David had a secret here that I'm sharing with you today. He had a secret that his one thing was going to be Christ Jesus. His one thing was going to be an intimate relationship with him. Let's look at Whitney Houston as an example. Whitney had it all. She had the face of a model. She had the voice of an angel. She rose to the top of her industry. She set Grammy records. She achieved what most of us want to achieve. What most of us will think, oh, this will make me happy, success, fame, money. She had power. She had beauty. She had money. She had world acclaim. And yet she experienced an untimely death. I don't know. I would surmise perhaps she, did, she had the wrong one thing. David said, the way that I survive 
is that I don't tie my happiness to my happenings. But one thing I seek more than anything else is an intimacy with God. If your contentment is tied to your happenings, when the happenings go away, your contentment is going to explode. Your happiness is, is destroyed. Your capacity to navigate life is fragmented. But if your one thing is intimacy with God, when your happenings come unglued, it drives your intimacy deeper. I'm going to say that again. But if your one thing is intimacy with God, when your happenings come unglued, it drives your intimacy deeper. When your health comes unglued and your external life falls into pieces, it drives your intimacy with God deeper. You start to pray more. You start to get in your word more instead of turning to something else. So how do you survive a divorce without that divorce tearing you apart? It ought to draw you deeper. Come on, shout deeper. Tim Keller points out that there are three verbs that we can see. I, I look at them as levels and growth. He says that I might dwell. So David is not suggesting here that we move into a church and stay there forever, right, as our house. No, he's not suggesting that. The Hebrew word behind the word in the house is translated face of God. So if I turn around right now and I am talking to you uh, from behind and you're seeing the back of my head and you're like, why is she waving her hands? Why is she turned around like that? Why don't she come and she talk to us? And you see my head just going and I'm talking and I'm not talking to you. You don't see my face. You don't see my facial exp uh, expression. But if I turn around, see the intimacy? Come on. You're like, yes, yeah, she's looking at me. I'm throwing that in for you husbands, you know, um, and you wives. No, a woman needs you to look straight into her face when you're talking and not be so distracted. But that's another Another message, just thought I'd throw that out there for free. <laughs> so David is saying, I want to dwell in an unbroken face-to-face -face relationship with God. I want my relationship with him to be unbroken. I want my relationship with him to be in the sunshine and in the rain. So how? It's what you're learning right now at Teen Challenge. They stop for minutes every day, for hours, for hours or minutes, even if just, just to talk with God, to say, Lord, I, I'm listening. Speak to me. You know, before my mother died, she says, I don't know what's wrong with this generation. She said, they just, I don't get it. They're so distracted by many things. But she said, when I was young, she said, I just simply asked Jesus to speak to me. And he started speaking. You know, it's just that simple. That's, that's a by faith life, just by faith. Lord, I choose to believe you. I choose to believe you. I want you to speak to me. I want a relationship with you. So stop and connect with God every day. A person said to his pastor, he said, Pastor, he said, I really want to hear from God. He said, well, read God's word. 
He said, well, I want to hear audibly from God. He said, then read God's word out loud. <laughs> Come on. It's a little joke too there. He says, but we should pray every day, y'all. We should seek God every day in intimacy with him. We should acknowledge him in all our ways and let him direct our path. About the big stuff. Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Who can I talk to? Who can I encourage? Philippians, Paul says, worry about nothing. Pray about your needs and thank God. Thank God every day for what he's done for you. So stop. Take a breath. <sighs> Read and pray every day. That's how we're going to stay connected to him. You notice that both Paul and uh, uh, Peter, or all of them, uh, all of them had prayer lives. They had a connection with God, and they didn't let nothing come between that time with him. The next level says, I want to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. Shout beauty. In Philippians chapter 4, where you find the word contentment, it's actually translated to be self-sufficient. My translation of that is to be filled to overflow. That's a blessed person, y'all. That's a blessed, to be filled to overflow. Just letting the Holy Spirit flow through you and flow through you to other people. To be filled to overflow is it, it, something that's like, I'm just not going to wait. I want more of God. I want all of him to just come out of me to others. I want to touch other people with the life of God in me. So how do you do that? Where can I find this? In every blessing is the beauty of God. How can I gaze on the beauty of God? Gaze means I want, see, where is it found, Pastor Portia? Let me tell you where it is. It is in the blessing of God. Gaze on the beauty of God in the blessing of God. So slow down every day and savor God. Think about the goodness of God. Think about where you are and where you're going. Stop looking back in the past and, and letting the enemy just go ahead and just, you, yeah, yeah, you did this, you did that, and you're that. just a liar. He's a liar. I know Catherine Kuhlman, I might have said this before, but Catherine Kuhlman used to say, God is not looking for golden vessels. God is not looking for silver vessels, but God is looking for yielded vessels. So savor God. Just think about him every day. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Um, I thank you for this little thing that God has, somebody sent you in the mail or, or, so, or so, this letter. I just want to thank you for your goodness. I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for my life. I thank you for my health. I thank you for my strength. If you learn how to gaze on the beauty of God within the blessing of God, you will cultivate a desire for what you have. See, the problem is a lot of people, they're so discontented because they're looking at all the time what I don't have. They're comparing themselves to other people. And God is saying, no, don't do that. I want you to look at what I've given you. Because you know what? If you're faithful in the little things, God is going to give you more. I'm a witness to that. So learn to worship God in reflection. The level three is to seek or inquire of God in his temple. Seek him. That goes back and forth. Seek or inquire of him. Lord, that goes back to, Lord, I want to I wanna know what you think about this. That's how I started developing my relationship with God. 
God, what do you think about this? Lord, do you think I should do this or should I not do this? And I waited and I prayed for an answer and he always gave me an answer. God is here for you right now. I know we're out of time, but I just want to pray for you. Father, I just thank you for Team Challenge. I thank you for every man and woman that is here at this conference. And Father, I pray for them right now, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father God, that they would savor you, that they would think of, think of you, Lord God, that they would fear you, which means reverence you. I pray, Father God, that they would not tie their happiness to their happenings. That God, that they would say, no, I'm going to choose God as my one thing that I desire more than anything else. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks for choosing the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it today. It's easy. Go to wherever you get your podcasts, click on our icon, and hit subscribe. A new podcast filled with godly encouragement, spiritual instruction, and teaching comes out every week. God bless you today.